Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special 6.30 p.m. edition of the Top Rope Report here on... TalkShoe.com, Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Breaker. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nokster Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, Trev. How are you? You keep, you keep getting that little hesitation wanting to go 1640. Yeah, I know. It's, it, after, a lot, you know after 300 and some odd shows being on 1640, it's hard to break after a while. Uh, also, before we start the show, I want to wish you and all of our fans uh, a very happy new year. Um, yeah, yeah, I heard you say it's been a good 2020. I, I, what 2020 were you living in? No, I said it's been a good year for 2020 for the Top Rope Report. It, well, it hasn't, but if oh. that's what you think. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, hi, no. Jacob. How you doing? Rick Del Santo. Welcome for joining us. Well, well, I look at it this way. As long as I get to do any show with the Nugster, it's always a good show. Hi, 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 Jacob. Jacob says hi, Triv and Greg. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, let's let's talk some uh, Monday Night Raw. What did you think of Raw this past week? I mean, you know, you're gonna see. You don't normally see Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens on a Friday Night SmackDown, and you happen to see it, especially in a cage match. Right. And we were fortunate enough to see that, but um, I guess Monday Night Raw had uh, better ratings than they had the last couple of weeks. Um, supposedly, I, I didn't see any figures. Usually, I get uh, usually the day after, the two days after. Um, they always have the overnight ratings, um, but the official rating is released Wednesday, and I I didn't see anything about it. So. Okay. A comment here: Raw was better than usual, just not at the level they should be. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Yep. Definitely agree. So, um, but yeah, what? Yeah. I mean, the Keith Lee Sheamus match was 
was very good. Um, I, I, I think Sheamus is underestimated as to how good of a, of a performer, both in ring and out of the ring, um, he can be. Right. I mean, I definitely agree because that's going to be. I think that's going to be a really good match coming up on the Legend Edition of Monday Night Raw. Keith Lee versus uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, and um, I see Sheamus getting involved somewhere. Uh, possibly, possibly. And you know, and also keeping on track with Monday Night Raw. Uh, let me get your opinion and let everybody else. Uh, no, as well. What did you think of that Randy Orton segment? First of all, I thought it was hilarious when he was in the Firefly Funhouse. I I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, Not it to- was it was good. Um, I mean, Randy Orton's Randy Orton. Right. I mean, he is the apex predator. Um, he, no matter who you put him into. Any type of campaign with Randy Orton is going to deliver. Yep, absolutely. And regardless, uh, you know, just like one time Triple H said he'd he wrestle with a broomstick and the broomstick will give him a good match. Same thing with Randy Orton. Right. Are you guys covering this weekend's PAPW iPay-Per-View? Um, not too sure. I have to talk with Nug about that, and uh, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna what, mention it. What do they mean by covering it? Are we? I think yeah, I think they just mean are are we going to be talking about it and you know after it happens we're going to be talking about some of the matches and because I guess well, I, was, I mean, if I, get, like, you know, if I get a chance to see it definitely yeah me too you know? I mean that's going to be January second it's PAPW's I paper what was that which is Saturday yeah uh, which is going to be at seven p.m. For you people out there that want to watch it, I guess the cost is four ninety nine. So definitely want to check out um, PAPW post show review or whatever. Yeah, probably Rick. We'll have to, you know, Nug and I will talk about. It. We got things going on. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, we're going to do a show on Sunday, so we'll definitely won't go without mention. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you know, it's on it's on the second. We're doing the show on the third, so we're you know hundred percent going to talk about it. Right. So. But yeah, I mean, you know, we've got um, uh, the Royal Rumble that's coming up on the 31st, and we all know that's the road to WrestleMania. Yep. And I mean, it's it, it's gotten here real quick. I mean, WrestleMania. I really do hope that there's going to be at least some kind of fans in the stands. Um, For WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I know some arenas are doing what they can. Um, I, I've watched Sunday football and Sunday night football and Monday night football and the occasional Thursday night game. And some places have no crowds in there. Some places like Dallas have a few thousand fans. I know Governor Cuomo has given a, an exemption to allow the Buffalo Bills to have 7,000 fans in their stands for their playoff game. When you're the Dallas Cowboys and you have a stadium that seats 100,000 and there's nine, ten thousand 10,000 people in it, 
it's a joke. Right. Um, I I don't care to see WrestleMania, um, whether it's at SoFi Stadium or they can't have it out in California and they move it to Tampa, whatever they may do. It's going to be a football stadium, so you're talking 80,000 people, and if they only put 20,000 people in there and you see sporadic people, it, it's... I, I think it'd be worse than having no fans. Right, it loses it loses its luster, as I like to say. Yes, um, because you know there's nothing like seeing a live pay per view such as WrestleMania with a hundred thousand fans, and when the wrestlers come out and just hear the roar of the crowd and the pop that some of these wrestlers get is just totally amazing. Right, and, and I mean the piped in noise is okay for us when we're watching it at home but it's still um i was watching a, a video today and they were talking back uh about five years ago when the yes movement was just starting and triple h was in the ring with a bunch of wrestlers and they were talking and the crowd was just chanting Daniel Bryan and the commentators were, were saying that how Triple H couldn't even finish his promo and have like a half a smile on his on his face because the crowd was just going so nuts for Daniel Bryan. Right. You don't get you don't get that with piped in sound. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially now that there's a rumor going around that Daniel Bryan could be challenging Roman Reigns for the championship at WrestleMania. Well, if he wins the Royal Rumble, yeah. I mean, you know, right now there's you know, there's two guys um, that are in the Royal Rumble officially. That's Daniel Bryan and Bobby Lashley. Um, I'm seeing conflicting reports. Nia um, Jax did. Um, wow, my mind. Did you see the puff of smoke come out my ear? Yeah. I think it's because the mask is hanging in that one ear. It's kind of pulling my head this way. Yep. Um, she did announce that she was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and Shayna Baszler kind of said it sounded like a good idea. So I've seen reports that she declared for the Royal Rumble, and then I've seen reports that she still hasn't officially declared for the Royal Rumble. Uh, but as of right now, Nia Jax is the only official entrant in the Royal Rumble for the women's side. Okay. And I was watching Raw this past Monday night, and I happened to be talking to another member of the Top Rope Report, um, our good friend DJ. And my God, he even told me, and I agree with him. I mean, I'm sorry, but I, Nia Jax gets bigger every time I see her. Uh, a, I, don't, I don't think she's getting bigger. I just, she's not smaller. That's right. for certain. I mean, if they told her to haul ass, she'd have to make two trips. There were reports that were saying that she had dropped mega amounts of weight when she was injured, um, those reports obviously were totally, totally false. Right. Because I remember reading one report saying that she was down to like 180, 185. Yeah. Um, she's still pushing well over 300. Oh, at least, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just like I said, if they told her to haul ass, she'd have to make two trips. Them. I haven't noticed them announcing her weight what they used to do. Nope. And that was unusual, so, too, because it was like she was the only woman that they would announce her weight. They never did it with anybody else, and I guess maybe it kind of, you know, looked at it as if to say, well, it's really not fair to her, and on her social media, she looks smaller when she's on WWE. Okay, thanks for the yes, info, Rick. That's for certain. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, that we're just getting messages there from uh, Rick Del Santo, Professor Rick Del Santo. He has the uh, his podcast. You definitely want to check it out. It's on uh, it's on uh, Anchor as well. Unfortunately, I hope Rick doesn't kill me, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> um, so don't kill me, Rick. But um, yeah, so. I think it's PWZ, yeah, Pro Wrestling Zone, I believe it is, with Professor Rick Del Santo. Yeah, you definitely want to check it out. Um, it's a great show. Um, but, Greg, uh, rumors have been circling around now that uh, for this first SmackDown of the new year, 2021, um, Seth Rollins was scheduled to, to make a return. Now, supposedly, he's not coming. he's not going to be there that night. I don't, I don't know where you saw that. I, they had announced um, that he was going to be at the first SmackDown of, of 2021, which what? would be tomorrow's SmackDown. Yeah. Oh, because I was looking at some of the wrestling reports that I see on YouTube, and um, they were. Oh, come on. They're not going to show you anything on YouTube that isn't true. I, I saw one say it said that Keith Lee's going to be. Um, Drew McIntyre um, on Legends said with the help of three legends. Didn't name the three legends, but it said there's three legends that are going to help, that are going to um, aid Keith Lee in his victory over Drew McIntyre. Oh, oh, okay. Is that the guy that talked about WWE? That guy? I mean... No, no, <laughs> no that guy's voice is so annoying. I know. Um, sentence, did, did, and it's just like this. Yeah. Did you um? Did you happen to get a list of uh, some of the legends that are going to be appearing on Raw? Um, I mean, I've seen. I mean, Hulk Hogan, uh, Ric Flair, Boogeyman, Tori Wilson, um, Kelly Kelly. Uh, what else did I see? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, oh, um, I believe Teddy Long was the other one that I saw that that's been, quote, unquote, was rumored and now has been confirmed that he'll be there. Okay. But, so he'll be just hollering at you play Teddy Long. I, I like Teddy. He's a, he's a good guy, good wrestler, good uh, manager. Yeah. You know, he's stuck. Right, like he usually does, yeah. And um, but I'll tell you, the Monday Night Raw, I believe that they're doing this because the ratings are definitely horrible. And if they don't get bigger ratings, so so what? Maybe for one week, you'll get over two million fans. Right. Well, what are you gonna do the week after that? Right. Is Carlito a legend? He's gonna be on it. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I don't know. That, that's a question. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't really sign them to a legend. I mean, you know, they do sign the legends to legends contracts, but I really didn't. Oh, I mean, they have people in the Hall of Fame that didn't belong to be put in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. saying Carlito is a legend, I mean, it's a name of somebody that was, you know, popular. I mean, to the negative side as a heel. Right. And they're bringing him back, I guess, for the one night as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, you know, he he wasn't a bad wrestler. He had a good gimmick. Um, you know, he was the son of of another famous wrestler, Carlos Colon, um, out in the Puerto Rico wrestling organization. But I mean, he he really wasn't that bad in the ring. Wasn't that great on the mic, but and we all know that we've made mention to that many times that, you know, if you're going to make it into WWE, you've got to be good on the mic. Yeah, but then, then it, it boggles your mind when you have some, to me, when you have somebody that's good on the mic, athletically um, gifted, um, good wrestling skills, maybe still a little green, but that's because they just haven't gotten the experience in the ring with wrestlers that she should have gotten, and that's Lacey Evans. Yep. I mean, using somebody like her, you know, and put her in a campaign with Charlotte. I mean, whatever it may be, um, don't keep wasting our time on 205 Live. Nobody watches it. Right. Exactly. Uh, Let me me go back to Monday Night Raw here for a minute, and this – the, the Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss segment there. Um, supposedly, rumor has it that Alexa Bliss, I mean, a rumor that I that I saw, a lot of times Greg and I get uh, rumors from different areas and different spots. But one of the ones that I saw said that there's going to be no more Alexa Bliss. Um, she's coming back under a different gimmick. Supposedly, she's going to be having a a mask similar to The Fiend. Um, have you heard anything about that? And if they do, do you think that's going to lessen? I haven't, seen that. I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, there's still nothing to say that Orton really lit her, you know, and I'll say in quotes, lit her on fire. Right. I mean, the arena went dark. It's not like you saw him drop the match. And then the arena, then they cut the feed or whatever. Um, we just saw the match go out. We didn't even see him drop the match. So, yeah, it's assumed that Alexa Bliss was burnt just like The Fiend. But there was nothing that shows that that happened. Okay. Now, the WWE, if the WWE writers can work a storyline with these two, this could possibly be a great feud to start off 2021. With Randy, what two? Huh? With what two? Randy Orton and The Fiend. Or oh, Bra- yeah. 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 I, 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 I mean, I'm not going to say put it in writing, uh, maybe write it in pencil. I think you're going to see The Fiend versus Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble. Okay. I, I can I can definitely see that happening, definitely. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about that um, 
WWE had originally said that they were going to be sending some people down to NXT again for some seasoning, and one of them was Keith Lee. It doesn't seem like he... No, 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 no. They weren't sending him down to NXT. They wanted to go back to the Performance, oh, performance Center. Performance Center. To work on their, their movesets. Okay. The Not to NXT. Performance Center. Okay. Now maybe they put they sent him down there. You're seeing him on TV now, so maybe they sent him down before the TV tapings and. Well, no, they didn't. Mike, I, I mean, you gotta understand that just because you're going to the performance centers, they're going to the gym to train. They're going to the performance center. They're not getting sent down or demoted. They're going to work on their move set because they want them to be better in-ring performers as big guys. Okay. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, what kind of champion do you think Keith Lee would make? Boring. Huh? Boring. Boring. Yeah, I don't. There's not much flair or excitement to Keith Lee's demeanor. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's a good airing. You know, competitor is okay on the mic, but to me, there's nothing about Keith Lee that says, wow, you know. Um, right. Yeah, that, that's why I think it, it would be, you know, kind of boring. Okay, I can, uh, I can definitely see that. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but I happened to see it yesterday, and a tremendous tribute was done for John Huber on AEW. Yes, and, and well, the, entire, the entire show was, it was a tribute to him. Yeah, and when Cody came out and took the mic and introduced his son, and they put the boots in the middle of the ring, that, that got me. And his bandana over it. Yeah. Um, and I believe that was Tony Khan. I'd never seen the guy, but I think that's who that was. Right. Um, proclaimed Brody Lee Jr. or minus one. Oh, excuse me. As the forever TNT championship. Yep. Um, if you, in my opinion, if you really want to make that stick, you come up with a new main title and nobody else holds that TNT title. Right. If he's a forever TNT championship champion, um, then leave it that. Nobody else will right. be able to wrestle for that title and they should come up with a, their own. I mean, everybody has a heavyweight title, so you can just say the AEW heavyweight title. Yep. I mean, TNA, ROH, New Japan. I yeah. mean, everybody has a heavyweight title. They're not taking away anything from you know other promotions by saying your main title is the heavyweight title. Right. Exactly. And I think you know, I think that they should you know change the name of it. Um, leave him because he was the final TNT champion. Um, so leave him as champion and, you know, make another name and go on from there. Um, you know, like they said on one of the websites that, you know, the shockwave of that is still being felt through, uh, through wrestling because it was something that nobody expected. I mean, especially, 
especially at that age. I mean, only 41. Um, like I said, I never, I didn't even know he was in the WWE seven years. I didn't realize he was in, he was in the WWE that long. And I liked, I liked his character. I liked his character in WWE. He did a great job playing the role of Luke Harper. Um, it's just, you know, it's just tragic that, you know, a wrestler of his caliber and the following that he was getting in AEW, he had a good following in WWE, but the following he was starting to get in AEW as Brody Lee was... Yeah, the exalted, yeah, the exalted one of the Dark Order. Yeah. It was, it was and just, watching um, a little bit of AEW last night, um, I haven't really watched a lot of it. Um, it, it seems like half their roster is in this dark order because like every match they were promoting was and this from the dark order versus blah 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 and these three people from the dark order versus blah 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 and so I, I don't know what's up with this dark order thing yeah kind of um you know i guess everybody's got their own faction you know wcw had the nwo and wwe had yeah, this is just three or four guys yeah this is like I mean, they named off at least 12, 30, 12 or so different people that were in different matches that were a part of the Dark Order. Kind of like the start of Retribution, where you said, where just about everybody you saw. Right. And now, so I'm thinking that that's what Vince McMahon tried to emulate was the Dark Order, because I know that was around before Retribution. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, like I said, it was a very a very touching tribute. Um, I don't usually get too uh, emotional or anything when it comes to that, but that, you know, that really got me. Cody Rhodes, you could tell, was visibly upset, visibly shaken. Um, and it was just a, a nice tribute to a great guy. Did you see when Eric Redbeard came out? No, I didn't see that. Funny as shit because there, you know, some guys are in the ring doing this, whatever. Uh, and Eric Redner comes out, and Chris Jericho, who was on guest commentary for the show, yells, Oh, oh my god, it's Eric Rowan without <laughs> missing a beat. And then Tony Shavoni or Shavani or Tony yeah. Bellani, whatever the hell his crappy name is, um, immediately after that said, Yes, Eric Redbeard is here. So it was, you know, I found it to be quite amusing. Oh, no, I didn't get a chance. on my TV. Yep. No, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was pretty funny. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, like I said, I want to make a reference again to Under the Radar, PAPW's IPP event, January 2nd at 7 p.m., their first pay-per-view. You can you can uh, you know watch it for four ninety nine. So definitely uh, check it out. Top Rope Report. We'll be talking about that on Sunday for our next show. And been 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 dreading. I've been dreading this trivia question all week. So I'm just uh, you know wondering what's gonna what what Nuggie's got in store. So if everybody's all set and if Greg's all set, it's time for the best part of the show, Nuggie's news. So Greg, take it away. All right, well, thank you, Chip. Uh, 
first thing I want to do is I'm going to talk about seeing us today is, you know, December 31st, 2020. Um, last night on NXT, they had their year-end awards. Um, so I just want to run through those rather quickly. Yeah, there it is. Um, so for the event of the, I'm not going to go through all the nominees. Um, just going to tell you the winners. Their event of the year, no surprise, was War Games. Um, their rivalry of the year, the winning rivalry, was Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. A couple others that were nominated, not going to throw a whole list, but I mean, Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, um, Danny Peast, Priest and uh, Johnny Gargano. So they had, you know, some other decent rivalries. Um, breakout star of the year. Um, this one, I'll give you the list. Um, Pat McAfee, Damian Priest, Shockey Blackheart, Cayman Grimes, Dexter Lewis, Timothy Thatcher, Raquel Gonzalez, Santos Escobar, and some Ija, Ilja, whatever, um, Dragonov. The winner was Shotzi Blackheart. I maybe it's the green hair and the mini tank, um, but that's who they. Um, DJ will be very disappointed that Damian Priest didn't win that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tag team of the year. I mean, any question? It was undisputed era. Um, female competitor of the year was Io Shirai. Male competitor of the year was Adam Cole. Match of the year. These I will give some of the matches. Um, the Fatal 4 Iron Man match with Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano on Super Tuesday. Um, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, one final beat. I mean, they had Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. They had the ladder match at um, TakeOver Triple X for the North American Championship. Uh, the women's championship match in Halloween Havoc between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Well, the winner was Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly at TakeOver 31 for the NXT title, where they both got severely injured in that match. Um, future star. Um, this one, I mean... Some well, some people on there I've never heard of, but I mean, um, Indy Hartwell was on this list, Leon Roth, Casey Catanzaro, but Austin Theory was the winner. And then overall competitor of the year, it came down to either Adam Cole or Io Shirai, and the winner was... Io Shirai, right? Yes. Yep. So those are your, your year-end winners. Um... Did you say Indy Hartwell in there? Yeah, as one of the, you know, up-and-coming, you know, potential breakout stars. Oh, okay. I was going to say, but yeah. Okay, because when I saw her against Shotzi Blackheart, oh, my gosh, she was awful in that match. So you can tell she's definitely, okay. you can tell she's definitely a rookie. Speaking of awful. <laughs> Yep. So I was doing some research and, and I found this website um, called cagematch.com, uh, sorry, .net, and it gives you um, wins and losses for anybody 
affiliated with the WWE. And that includes Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, um, NXT UK. So, my question now, now I'm going to ask you about a bunch of different categories. Okay. Um, but the first one, and it was quite the surprise. Well, it's not really a surprise, but my question will be a surprise. Who do you think was the person that appeared in the most matches in the year 2020? In WWE? Yes. Um, now, are we going all three brands? Or just Once again, they're logging matches for anybody that works for the WWE. That includes Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. Who's appeared in the most matches? Um, the, number, the number is 64. I'll give you that. Okay. I will say... Uh, AJ Styles. Not even close. No, who? Not even close. AJ Styles... Was probably was AJ Styles. It was probably Walter. <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's okay. um, the person who performed in the most matches was Asuka in sixty-four matches. But that one, maybe if you put a little thought to it, you would have thought so. But if I told you the person that was in second place had 58 matches that they were in was angel garza how shocked would you be very the third with 55 matches and it seemed like this person hadn't been on raw for like forever was ricochet wow then you get down to Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Bailey, Bobby Lashley, The Miz, the people that you're used to seeing. Um, one guess. Whoops. What the hell happened? Oh, dummy. Why is it? Hold on. Why do you get? No, no. Oh, that's why. It reset. It resets 2020. I don't know why. Um. One guess as to who in the WWE had the most victories in the year 2020 with a total of 47. Oscar? She was second at 36. So this person won 11 more matches than her. Bailey? No, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre? Yep, Bailey won 30 out of 52. Okay. The superstar with the most losses at 41. Lana. <laughs> no, she would have oh. been in 41 matches. Right. Um He was only he was only he he was in 49 matches and lost 41 of them. Wow. Uh, 
after who, uh, who am I trying who am I thinking about that lost so many matches uh, see I don't get a chance to see it all a lot because I don't have the regular stations to watch it I, I really couldn't tell you I don't know King Corbin wow yes um, and just a few other I'll just throw out there you know I can have to ask um, the person well, I mean, obviously there were, there were many people that went undefeated. Um, like Jinder Mahal went undefeated, but he only wrestled in three matches in 2020. Right. Um, the person with the highest amount of matches that went undefeated in 2020 was 17 matches, and that was Becky Lynch. And then um, Mansoor was 14 for 14. Um but of people that have wrestled at least 30 matches, because that's halfway, half the amount of what Oscar wrestled, um, the one with the highest winning percentage of 90% of the matches that he was in, he won, and that was Roman Reigns. So once again, I mean, you could do all kinds of settings with this. I mean, you could go to, um, I mean, specific events, it gives you titles. You can go to an all-time roster and see how many wins or losses a specific wrestler had over their entire career. Um, well, like I said, it's called cagematch.net. So if you ever want to kind of get curious, you just want to go out there and play around with it. Um, it's interesting to note that um, Montez Ford and uh, Angel Dawkins um, did not have the same amount of matches. Uh, Montez Ford was in one more match than Angel Dawkins. So, I mean, even, you know, breaks it down that way. Um, but, once again, folks, you know, that, that's where I had this week for Nuggies News. Um, they're really, I guess the only thing for, for a rant that I can really um, talk about is, you know, thank God this year's over. Right. Um, you know, we've got another, you know, five hours till it's 2021. Not that, the, you know, you know, 11.59 and 59 seconds, we all got to yell at midnight Jumanji and everything's going to go back to normal. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's the start of a new year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it really, I don't, I don't personally don't see how it can get worse. Um, I can only see it as things should start to get better. Um, and so that, that's my uh, New Year's Eve rant. Okay. I can definitely uh, I can definitely see that happening. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that things will get better in 2021. Um, not only personally for both of us, um, you know, but for everybody else out there, for the wrestlers, for the fans that are watching the show, um, and for people in general. I mean, I'm just hoping that everything will get better and people will stay healthy and um, just hope that 2021 brings people a lot of happiness and success and good health. Yeah. So, so was, that the, was that the trivia question that you were going to ask me? Uh, it was definitely a good one because I definitely would never thought of uh, any well, of it. I, I, I mean, 
to really think about it. Like if I told you that question yesterday and you had time to go through it and look in this, look at Dull, well, yeah, she was, you know, this, I mean, hell, she wrestled twice in one pay-per-view. You, you know, I mean, 64 matches obviously means she wrestled, somebody wrestled every week. Right. But then the, the real, you know, bonker of it was who was number two. Yep. You know, I gave you a shot thinking you could possibly come up with number one. Um, but I knew that there would have been no way on God's green earth because it shocked the hell out of me when I saw that it was Angel Garza. Right. You know, being yeah. that many matches. I would have never came up with that one, never. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh, – that was – Quite interesting. I mean, to know that, you know, Oscar was one, Angel Garza was two, but it's, and you know, there was definitely no mention of Andrade because he hasn't been around for a while. And, um, because it seems like every time you saw Andrade, you saw Angel Garza and vice versa. But it was, it just wasn't in a wrestling aspect. A lot of the other ones after those, I mean, it was Ricochet, but then it was Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Bailey. I mean, those are the ones that we, we remember seeing mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. What did you think of the uh, the triple threat ladies tag team match they had this week? I believe it was Charlotte and Asuka versus... Um, Sasha and Bianca Belair and Bailey and Carmella. Bailey and Carmella. I mean, are those interesting teams to possibly challenge for the tag team title? Well, if you, I mean, if you could remember back to the draft, um, one of the things that I had said is I would, I would draft Bianca Belair and put her in a tag team with Sasha Banks. So, I mean, that's, that's a tag team that I, you know, imagined working well together. Um, but the more I look at it, I, I think, you know, Carmella and Bailey could be, uh, you know, a nice team to align uh, with each other. Whether they would have long-term success as a tag team, no, I think the eventual next tag team champions would be the Riot Squad. Yes, I I agree as well because I think the Riot Squad has a lot going for them. They've they've definitely, I mean, Liv Morgan has definitely improved and stepped up her game quite a bit. So, I mean, if there's anybody that's going to beat Oscar and, and Charlotte, it I believe it'll be Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot for the Riot Squad. Now, um, yeah, so 2020, you know. The top rope report is still going strong. Hopefully 2021, you know, things will be a little bit different for us. Hopefully we'll be able to get a chance to, you know, get back to another studio setting and get some more live in-studio guests. I've got an invite out right now for the 17th of January for a special guest to join us. He's going to be part of the Under the Radar pay-per-view for PAPW. I'm just waiting on the confirmation and the call from PAPW's intercontinental champion, the original beast of the East, north of the original only beast in the East, Mr. Bull Dread. So hopefully he'll um, 
get back to me with the confirmation on that and uh, hopefully we can get him on here as a guest so yeah but um, you know like I said the 21st I mean uh, the 31st the Royal Rumble the road to Wrestlemania um, probably gonna start out as a bumpy road as it usually is because the road starts and we just keep going slower and slower until we get later on and we pick up speed um, we had mentioned that I, from what I've seen, it looks like they're only going to do one pay-per-view in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, where, because I've always joked that, you know, they never give me a pay-per-view in my birthday month of March, and in the last couple of years, they've thrown in that, that stupid Fastlane pay-per-view, which is the biggest waste of time in anybody's life, because right. nothing happens, Right. you know? Because you don't, you know, you're already promoted and promoting and promoting and promoting WrestleMania. You just throw this little pay per view in there. You know, no titles are going to change. You right. Know, you know, things aren't going to happen. But I like the fact they only put that one other pay per view in. Kind of reminds you of like a warm up before WrestleMania. Um, you know, they're going to have a pay per view like Fastlane, you know, like you said. Oh, uh, you know, go out and hone your skills a little bit better, make the show look good, and just warm yourself up for WrestleMania. Um, we talked about the Hall of Fame uh, coming up. I guess they're going to be doing both both year Hall of Fames this year. No, no, from no? what I read. Okay. The Hall of Fame this year are the inductees from 2020. Oh, okay. Which would be Bradshaw. I, I, I haven't read anywhere that they're going to induct another class. But at least, I mean, if they did, maybe it'd be something down the line for SummerSlam time. Uh, maybe you can do a, a 2021 class then. But from what I read, um, I could be mistaken. They, you know, I, they could, you know, still have a 2021 class and, you know, do a joint ceremony. But I haven't read anything that said that that's what they were doing. They just said that this year's ceremony, they'd be inducting the 2020 inductees into the Hall of Fame. Okay. At WrestleMania this year. All right. Now that uh, I, I always, um, I've always watched the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, which is usually the night before WrestleMania. Um, I don't know. Just you know, call me weird. I guess I enjoy watching it, just like NXT. I only watch. I, I only watch the takeovers. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I've seen the highlights of Hall of Fame speeches. Um, I, I honestly can say that I don't think there is a one single Hall of Fame ceremony, whether it be, I mean, wrestling, football, baseball, no matter what it is. There's not been one Hall of Fame ceremony, um, a Heisman Trophy ceremony. I've never sat there and just watched one of those ceremonies from beginning to end. I'll just catch the highlights after it's over. I'm not, right. I don't want to sit there and listen to somebody ramble on for 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's the only drawback to those Hall of Fame ceremonies is the speeches are way too long. I mean, I remember one time Triple H actually going out and telling Ric Flair, hey, you got to wrap it up. You got to wrap it up. 
and the flare just kept right on going. And it's just something where, you know, it, it's nice to recognize the achievements of the wrestlers and putting them in the Hall of Fame because that is the pinnacle of your career. Right. But some of the speeches are just way too long. That's why the ceremony is like three hours long. And it's, uh, did, Have you read or seen anywhere, um, A, that they're currently constructing um, a new WWE World Headquarters? Uh, no, I did not. And B, in that new building is supposed to be an actual physical WWE Hall of Fame. Okay, well, um, now did they say where they were going to construct it, or? Still Connecticut. Oh, still Connecticut? Still in Stanford. Okay. Um, uh, there's an area of Stanford that they're kind of revitalizing, I think it's down near the sound. Um, and that's where I believe I, I read that it's going, but I know Rick Blair has said that he's been asked for, you know, certain robes and, and some memorabilia um, because they are physically going to have um, a WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, well, that would be cool because that's what they need. I mean, if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, have it like the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame, where you've got not only the participants from the sport that are in the Hall of Fame, but their memorabilia as well. Because I would definitely go see that. I mean, I would go definitely to the Wrestling Hall of Fame, if, WWE Hall of Fame, if it was in Connecticut. I would definitely make trips out there to see it. And um, But, I mean, I haven't seen anything, you know, yet to that effect. But if they do, then that, that should be good for... Uh, for the WWE and for wrestling in general. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So, and you know, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of people, just like uh, the other night I was flipping through the TV and I happened to watch um, Stories of the Road. It was a, a documentary. Uh, it was called Stories of the Road with Barry Horowitz. And I was watching that. And he said that he was talking to Bret Hart at an autograph signing one day. And I guess Bret Hart is a, a Bill Goldberg hater. He just does not like Goldberg for some reason. And he had, he was quoted as saying at the event, why is Goldberg in the hall of fame and not Barry Horowitz? And Barry Horowitz was like, wow, you know, that's, that's an honor for you to even mention my name and the hall of fame in the same sentence. And I've had conversations with Barry in the past. Um, one as recently as last week. And I really didn't know like Mario, he's been in the ring with the best of the best in the WWE. And his job was to put the, was to go in the ring and put the guys over and make the guys that are in the hall of fame now look good. Let me get your opinion. Do you think Barry Horowitz is Hall of Fame worthy? No. Okay. No offense. I know he's a friend of the show, um, but no, I don't. I don't think Barry Horowitz um, is Hall of Fame worthy. Okay. Well, I'm going to wait for the 2021 Hall of Fame, 
And I believe, like I said, I've gone on record many times as saying this. And if this guy doesn't get in the Hall of Fame soon, I'm going to boycott the WWE Hall of Fame. But I think Sid Vicious should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. <sighs> Him and Lex Luger should go in together, huh? No, not Luger. Um, <sighs> he had just the same type of career that Lex Luger did. Well, he was a... He was a three-time WWE champion, Sid Vicious. Uh, some people have gotten into the WWE Hall of Fame with less credentials than that. Uh, he was a former champion in WCW. Um, I think maybe because he wasn't in the WWE. Maybe, I don't know. It could be just me with my opinion, but I just think maybe it's because he didn't have that great of a long, long of longevity in the WWE because he wasn't in the WWE very long. Right. But I think, I don't think I don't think his overall wrestling career was that long. No, I don't believe it was either. But what he accomplished in a short amount of time, being a three-time champion, I I think you know I really think you know he should at least. Get a mention. I mean, people are saying, you know, if you piss off Vince, you're going to be look on the ins on the outside looking in, and I don't know, maybe he pissed off Vince or something, and look how long it took him to put Bruno and Randy Savage in the Hall of Fame because Vince had beefs with them, and if it wasn't for Triple H putting the both of them in, we would probably never seen him. We probably would have never seen him in the Hall of Fame. So. Yeah, but uh, any word on what? I don't know. I, I mean, just because, I mean, he, comparably speaking to other sports, because right now I, every wrestler that's popping into my head that only has won a couple titles, um, but, you know, in my eyes, would eventually be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but, well, let's see. Well, I mean, technically, Nikki Cross has won two titles. She's been tag champion twice. Does that mean she should go to Hall of Fame? Okay. You know, just because you win the title three times, I mean, I don't, you know, Don Mattingly for a few years was the best player in Major League Baseball, but his career at that level wasn't long enough that therefore you know he's got to hope that he gets some you know good success as a, as a manager um you know there's there's definitely players you know in major league baseball joe torrey wasn't that great of a player because of how great he was as a manager he went in the hall of fame um you know just because you've had a title um doesn't mean you deserve to you know, in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, yes or no? Four names. Yes or no for the Hall of Fame. Demolition. Um, yes. Okay. British Bulldogs. Okay. Davey Boy Smith. Yes. 
Dolph Ziggler. Demolition's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. And reason being is years ago, there was this thing called a concussion protocol. And Demolition was... Huh? And Demolition was part of that concussion protocol. And from what I understand, I mean, this is just what I've heard, but from what I understand, the people that were involved in the concussion protocol... Have been the lawsuit, not concussion lawsuit that yes. have been ostracized from the Hall of Fame. Um, I've seen Demolition wrestle numerous times. They're numerous time tag team champions. When they first came out, I thought it was a. I thought they were just trying to be Road Warrior knockoffs. With, with the face paint, everything else, and uh, but as their career progressed, I believe that they are one of the teams as a tag team that should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, I agree. Another guy that I believe should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, um, not only for his longevity, he won a couple titles in the Hall uh, in the WWE. That's not in the Hall of Fame that I believe should be. Is Rick Martel. Um, he was had a great career in the WWE, multiple time champion. Uh, had great matches. Was you know you never read anything shitty about him. Was never involved in drugs or anything else like that. Um, he was a great tag team with the Can Am Connection. Him and Tom Zink. Um, unfortunately, Tom Zink has since passed away. But um, I believe that Rick Martel. Um, should be in the Hall of Fame, and if not, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, he will be. Hell, I'm a firm believer Ox Baker should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And I'm not saying that because we we knew Ox Baker for quite a few years, but he had a long, a long career, um, multiple champion in the organizations that he wrestled in. Um, it's just that, you know, we heard it from him himself that – Hulk Hogan kept him out of the WWE because back then Hulk Hogan had pull in the WWE when he was champion. And if he told Vince McMahon, I don't want this guy in the WWE, in the WWE, he wasn't in it. And, you know, we're, then that's coming from the man himself, Ox Baker himself. So... But you know we can just we can just speculate on certain things, and you know eventually somewhere down the line maybe we'll see those guys in the Hall of Fame. Why Davy Boy Smith isn't in the Hall of Fame, I don't know. Now, if you were to put together, um, so you have your your typical class has your your headliner, um, 
you're a female, um, and then three others. Um, so just say a typical, just say a five um, inductee class. Um, I know it's, it's kind of putting you on the spot, but I don't know if you have anybody just right off the top of your head that, that you would, you know, put in. Um, who would it be? Uh, like wrestlers now when they retire? Or just... Well, no, if there was a 2021 Hall of Fame class, do you have people that you know right now you would put in that class? Yeah, um, I would put in... Uh, you probably don't know this one because she was a wrestler way back, probably before you were watching... WWE is a female wrestler by the name of Winona Littleheart. A uh, female wrestler from back in the day. Was uh, quite talented, had quite a few um, wars. I like to say wars to settle the score with uh, the fabulous Moolah. So I believe she, hang on, I'm, my pen just ran out of ink. I got to write these things down. So, um, But I believe, I believe she should be, she should be in one of them. Now, for the men, I would have to – I would definitely go with Davey Boy Smith. I don't see why why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, okay, I'll that one. Another one I would go with would be um, – I don't know. I've been a firm, like I said, I've been a firm believer. That I believe Sid should be in it, but that's just uh, that's just my opinion. Um, Rick Martel, I believe, should be in it. And one so you'd put these guys in right now, in 2021. Yeah, I'd put Rick Martel and David Boy Smith in the Hall of Fame in, two, in the class of uh, 2021. And Sid Vicious. Well, maybe not 2021 for Sid, but um, let, let me uh, let me get let me get that one out of there. For, he was a three-time champion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see who else. In 2021, it would be Davy Boy Smith, Rick Martel. Um. Oh, I don't even know if this guy's in the Hall of Fame or not, but I'm gonna. I'm going to have to do some checking on that. He was part of a tag team called the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair. Wow, you're really grasping at straws here. <laughs> Who would you put in? Well, I mean, it would give me, I mean, I'm not the, the, the great historian as you are. Um, but I mean, my, my, I mean the, the headliner would be The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands down, I mean, I would have been the first person um, that that I would have thought of. Um, but I mean, like I said, I was kind of kind of curious to, you know, what your thoughts would be. I mean, I, there's other people that I would have in mind, but no, my look, they'd already be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't even know it. You know, I'm not the I'm not the historian um, that you are. Um, a mid-level person that's retired now that isn't in there. Um, maybe I'd consider putting Christian in because I don't think he's ever going to wrestle again. 
Um, but I, I, I just, you know, once again, I'd have to do a little bit more um, good pick. research on those that aren't already in right. um, that I would think. Um, and like I said, a female, that would be tough. Um, I never thought I'd actually have to look at the list of people that are already in. Um, yeah, because I mean, I, I can't think of any recently retired women um, that aren't already in the Hall of Fame or, I mean, like the Bella Twins um, going into the Hall of Fame. What about so, what about Kelly Kelly? No. Okay. No, I, I don't think she belongs. No Kelly Kelly. No Stacy Keebler. Um, maybe a Michelle McCool. Somebody along that lines. Um, somebody that had you know some some significant success um, when they were in. I mean, you know, she was Divas champion. Hardly uh, cool. You know. I mean. She would have been a tag team champion if they had tag team titles when she was around. Right. Yep. And uh, what about her partner back in the uh, days with Lay Cool? Oh, Layla. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't think she was. I mean, I she was okay. I think Michelle um, McCool made Layla relevant. Right. She was the Robin to Batman. Right. You know, she wouldn't have survived. Um, with with great success, without being paired with Michelle McCool, and I think that was evident when when they finally broke that tag team up. Yep. Um, I don't even know how much longer Layla was in the WWE. And that's another thing I had said too. Like X Pac, I don't think X Pac would have would have even come close to the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for his association with Kevin Nash. And but you don't you don't know because he got. It's kind of like uh, X Pac to the WWE back then was to what Santino Morello was more recently. Just he was the one, two, three kid. He was just some kid, you know, some young wrestler that came in and started winning matches and doing this, and then you know became the one, two, three kid. Where could they have taken that? You don't know because they never, you know, he never got. Uh, you know, a lot more into, you know, the, the character. Right. I, and and one, this one just entered my mind. I didn't think of it at first. But for the 2021 Hall of Fame, I will get, I will take out Rick Martell. No, I will take out B. Brian Blair. And I will replace oh, him. Huh? Oh, no, not B. Brian Blair. And I will replace him with the man known as Vader. Um, I believe Vader should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, multiple, 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 regardless of whatever organization he wrestled in, AWA, WCW, ECW, WWE, multiple-time champion in every organization he wrestled in. And he, See that? I mean, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking anybody's career, but that's, I'm sorry, it's not the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Right. You know what I mean? It's WWE. WWE Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. um, 
the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the Pro Football. I mean, you don't get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because you won the Heisman Trophy and you know was an All American, you know, for four consecutive years. You don't you don't get the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In my eyes, you don't get into the WWE. I guess you can say you know ECW and WCW because eventually they were bought and owned by WWE. So I guess technically you can take careers in those organizations. Right. But I just don't think you can look at what people did in other organizations. Yep. And I would like to get in touch with say the – Yep. And I would like to get in touch with a gentleman who was on the show um, a while, a long, long time ago that was very outspoken about the WWE Hall of Fame. He is in the WWE Hall of Fame, right. but, but he was very outspoken about it. And I would like to eventually get in touch with him somewhere down the line to bring him on to talk to him about his feelings and the WWE Hall of Fame. And that's the Birdman, Coco, beware. Right. Um, because he had quite a few things to say about, like you just said, you know, if you weren't in the WWE Hall of Fame, why are you in the Hall of Fame? He said National Football League is not going to put Coco beware in their Hall of Fame. So why is Drew Carey, why is Pete? Well, that, that's, now, that's different. There is a broadcaster's section of the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. There was, which up until now they had no affiliation with, but there was a section of the Baseball Hall of Fame for the Negro League. There's a section of the Hall of Fame for women's professional baseball. Yes, there are places for that, but that doesn't make you a professional baseball Hall of Famer. Right. There's places, there's celebrities that are involved with WWE. So if there was actually an, you know, a physical Hall of Fame, there would be the celebrity wing where there would be a true carry. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. And yep. there would be members, there's, you know, Pete Rose has never been inducted to Hall of Fame, but there's Pete Rose stuff in the Hall of Fame. Right. Monetizing his achievements, and that would be the same thing in the WWE. Yep. So, all right. Well, we're going to end the the twenty twenty the final show of twenty twenty on that note. Greg, once again, thank you for joining us. We hope everything uh, continues to get better for you. Uh, we want to, you know, thank everybody that tuned in tonight to listen to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Want to wish everybody out there a very happy new year, a very safe new year. Hope 2021 is a lot better than 2020. So on behalf of the Nugs to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying, don't forget, we will check you out on Sunday. I will post. Next year. Next year, yes. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.